to them, the Bible says, the apostle Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained his precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied. Can I tell you the devil wants to subtract and divide, but God wants to multiply and add, amen. And I like it when, when uh, he says he wants to multiply unto you uh, through the knowledge of God. And Jesus our Lord, according to the divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to the glory and virtue. Think about what God has done for us. Man, you're not just going to get to heaven, but all of this goes with it, amen. Wherein, uh, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through the lust, and besides this, giving all diligent, Add to your faith virtue, and virtue knowledge, and knowledge temperance, and temperance patience, and patience godliness, and godliness brotherly kindness. Thank God, Brother Tony, for the, God, the, the, the brotherly kindness at this church. Amen. Amen. And the Bible goes on to say in charity, uh, For if these things be in you and bound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and had forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your call and election sure, the Bible says. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. That's the key right there. The Bible says in verse 11, For so as the entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly, Unto the everlasting kingdom of the Lord Jesus, uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though you know them, we know some things, amen. Miss Abby, we know some things since we've been saved. Man, I'm not going to hell. We win. I mean, we know the book, amen. And the Bible says we're to stir it up in ourselves and in remembrance. And he says, wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am the tab in this tabernacle, to stir you up, putting you in remembrance. The Bible says, knowing that shortly... I must be put off this my tabernacle. In other words, we're all going to die, amen. It's appointed unto man once to die, the Bible says. Knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ had showed me, uh, the Bible says, Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we... we uh, just bow humbly before you, Lord, and God, I just uh, need you again today, Lord. I recognize, Lord, tonight, Lord, that I'm nothing without you, Lord, and Father, I need you to help me, Lord, and Father, I need you to touch this word and touch my heart, Lord. Help me to say what I need to say, and Father, I think about what Peter said. He said that we need to stir ourselves in remembrance of what you've done, and 
Lord, all you've uh, went through for us. And Lord, I just beg you tonight, Lord, I want to preach, Lord, on this thought. Lord, make me a spoon. Lord, stir my heart for you, Lord. And Father, I plead the blood of Jesus upon our thoughts and our lives. Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every heart that's here tonight. Help us to be receptive to thy word. And Lord, may you illuminate and may you get the glory and the honor. And Lord, thank you for our pastor and his wife and family in this church, Lord, in a place where we can worship and adore you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. Now, Father, we ask and plead with you tonight that you would touch. May you get glory. May you get the honor. But, Father, may you stir our hearts in a way we've never been stirred tonight. And, Father, we'll thank you and praise you for us in Jesus' name. I want you to think on this tonight. You can be seated tonight and think about the goodness of God. Think about what God's done in your life and how good he's been in your life. And, boy, I tell you tonight, I just want to preach on this thought tonight of, Lord, make me a spoon, Brother Jared. Make me somebody that could be stirred up for the cause of Christ. And I want us to look tonight just a way of introduction in the way that, that God has touched our life. You think about new Christians and you think about this Christians that have uh, just gotten saved by the grace of God. Brother, I'm telling you, when I see someone get saved, it, it stirs me up. Amen. Victoria, it, it puts something in me that makes me want to keep on going on for Jesus and living for Him and, and uh, excites my soul and, and, and makes me what I want to be for Him. Amen. And boy, I tell you, but uh, I, I thought tonight, uh, Brother Jamie, as you walked in the door and I, said, I heard him say he went Monday night and he said it wasn't my idea, it was hers. I said, praise the Lord. Stir it, amen. Stir the pot a little bit and make it right, amen. And well, I tell you, when that Christian gets to stirring and, and Peter says, listen, I'm not going to live forever for you and, and I'm not going to be here forever and uh, I want to stir you. I want to get you excited. I want to trip outside the run tonight, Brother Shane. And uh, shoes untied. And boy, I tell you, I want to be stirred for him. Amen. But I like it when a new Christian, they begin to grow. And brother uh, Jared, they begin to do something for God. And man, it might not be nothing. But I can remember when I first got saved. And boy, I took that little old truck. And man, I had a camper shell on it. And I uh, built uh, benches in the back. I'd go pick kids up. And the preacher said, you can't do that. I said, well, God told me to do it. I'm going to do it. Amen. He said, you're going you're gonna to hurt one of them kids. I said, God, watch after them. I said, he'll give me a bus or something, amen. But we begin to do something for God, and it stirred our soul, amen. And I believe we, we ought to try to do something, but I began to think about this as you begin to get mature in the Lord, and you begin to grow in the Lord, and you become to get stagnant, I might say, amen. Can I say this about a, a mature Christian? I believe a mature Christian is in the most dangerous position of all Christians. You hear me tonight? When you get mature, you get to where you think you've arrived and you get to the place, listen, you're tithing, you're giving your money, you're doing all these things that you're supposed to be doing, Brother Jared. You're, you're faithful to the house of God. The preacher gives out the faith mission offerings and, and boy, God's already put something on my heart I ought to give, amen. And uh, I believe we ought to, amen. I just, I ain't even got a job, but I, I feel like the Lord just said it to me, so I'm going to do it, amen. And I believe with all my heart we can get in that place. We can get in the rut where we've lost our excitement. We've lost our joy. We've, we've not stirred that up in us that's in us, amen. Man, I mean, Miss Connie, we got stirred up, amen. 
I mean, we got to testify. We got to brag on Jesus every time he comes by. How many of you this week, God answered a prayer and you forgot about something? Didn't even, didn't even praise him, amen. But I got to thinking about this. We ought to just uh, not be like a mature Christian, but we ought to be like a baby Christian. We ought to be as one that, that gets a little bit excited, gets a little bit stirred up, gets a little bit on fire for him and something going down the road. We ought to, we ought to just make this thing uh, deep in our heart that we ought to just decide we're going to stir this thing up. Man, I like it when the men get on that little prayer chat and they get to stirring, Brother Jared. Boy, that's the first thing I thought tonight. Preacher started stirring right before the church started. I said, man, stir that pot, brother. Stir that pot. Get that spoon out and stir that pot up. Amen. And I want to preach tonight on this thought. Lord, make me a spoon tonight. You think about the spoon. What's a spoon good for? A spoon shines, doesn't it? Amen. The spoon serves. Amen. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, you can keep on with that, and it'll help you along the way. I mean, that spoon will do something for you. You think about that spoon. You get that spoon, a certain size spoon. Now, my wife cooked some chicken and dumplings. We had to do a lot of stirring because they wouldn't stick to the pot. But, boy, they started getting thick. They started getting a little bit thicker, and I'd stirring them things up so they wouldn't stick, and I'm... Man, I'm getting wore out stirring that thing. And then I got that old ladle and it's sustained. That spoon's sustained. You hear what I'm saying? And uh, when you need to give it out, you give it out. You're getting some of this tonight. When you're a spoon, you can share what... I, I thought about that this morning. I got a buddy of mine. He just had to bury somebody. He come by the house. And uh, he began to tell me about this lady dying and... Uh, he said it scared him when she began to start dying. And, uh, you know, I've seen that. You've seen that. My brother passed away. And uh, I got my spoon out. I said, Avery, I said, uh, I know how you feel. I've been where you're at, amen. And I got my spoon out, and I started to give him a little bit of that, what I've already had. You see that spoon, that's what we do, amen. We shine, we serve. I mean, we're, we're a people that, that uh, are gods and, and, and Peter says I want to bring you into remembrance I want to stir you up a little bit well I like it when our pastor comes in and he wants to stir us a little bit amen, amen. hold it as long as you can sing about Jesus amen yeah. I mean stir us up brother Jared and that's what we hear hey, I got no hidden agenda tonight I want to stir you up, amen. I want to help you tonight. So let's get into the message. If you, if you, maybe you're in a little bit of a down and out. You're a little bit of a rut tonight. You're not where you ought to be, and uh, you need to be stirred up, amen. Uh, we, we need to be stirred up, amen. And boy, I tell you, the answer to the problem, you know, a lot of people, they get in this so-called rut as being a Christian, brother Shane, and the first thing they say is, well, I'll just change churches. That preacher ain't doing nothing for me. No, no. Oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just switch this up. I'll change this. I'll get me a new Bible, amen. I'll get a new version of the Bible. And I, Boy, I tell you, uh, Brother Jerry, I was on, on the computer today, and I'm reading, I'm trying to study, and I get in the car, and I, I just a verse stuck in my mind. I said, man, I need to look that up. I went to look it up. I'm going to tell you what. I bet you there was 80 versions of the Bible. I said, where's the King James at? And I uh, had, to, had to track her down and, and get the true word of God. Amen. Listen, you don't need to change the word. You don't need to change the church. You don't need to change the music. Amen. 
Brother Oliver, just keep it. He ain't here. Brother Oliver, just keep it coming. Brother Jared, just keep it coming. Amen. I told him at Sunday school last week, Brother Shane, I said, listen. I said, you, you just go ahead to Austin and tell your parents, we're just still worshiping God here. They'll not worry. Just go ahead and enjoy your son. And we're still shouting and singing and praising God and loving for God and, and living for him. Amen. But the answer's not getting out of this rut is to get stirred up. Amen. That's what Peter said. He said, get stirred up. He said, remember them. Second Peter in verse 1 and 2, he said, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. You know what? It doesn't matter how much Bible you, you hardly know a lot of Bible, amen. I mean, you ever get to going down the road and you get to thinking about something that God did for you or the preacher gets to preaching, Brother Jared, and you wrote something in your Bible that just, man, just stirred you up. Stirred you up enough to write it down in your Bible. Listen, that's what Peter says. He said, I'm not trying to give you something new. Hey, I'm, I'm just trying to stir you up, amen. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, I want you to be stirred up. Peter, Peter thought it meet, he said, in, in verse number 13. Notice what it said. He said, yea, I think it meet. In other words, he thinks it right. He says, I think it's right as long as I'm in this tabernacle to stir you up by the putting you in remembrance. Well, I tell you, if we ever get in a place where we quit, we quit stirring, Brother Scott, we're in a bad place. I mean, we backed up on God when we quit uh, stirring folks up for Jesus. Amen. You say, what did you do last night? We went out and tried to stir them up, didn't we, Brother Dale? Try to stir them up, let them know. Listen, you can go out in, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but you can go anywhere you want. They got so many answers to this and that. They need to be stirred up to the truth. Amen. And I believe uh, uh, Peter's saying here, yea, I think it meet. He says, I think it's right that you stir them up by helping them to remember. Listen, that's why preachers preach the same thing. Brother Shane preached the message a couple weeks back. Preached the same message. Amen. Stirred me up the, the first time, the second time. Give me some help. Amen. And Peter thought it meet. He said, I think it's right. And one of the main purposes of this epistle was to stir up the people of God. Notice what it says in, in uh, two chapters later, in ver chapter 2 and verse number 3, he said the second epistle, Beloved, I know, uh, beloved, I now write unto you, Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 1, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up your pure mind and by the way of remembrance. He says, I, want, I just want to stir you up tonight. And that's what I think we need to do tonight is just stir each other up and avoid the escape of being in a, in a rut, being mundane, being a, just a regular. Hey, Brother Jerry, I don't want to be a regular Christian. Hey, uh, when we go out on visitation, Brother Tony, you know what I tell him? I said, our pastor's a nut. He's not a regular Christian. I mean, he, I just say it, Brother Shane, I love you, but I tell him, you are not, amen. He preaches like a wild man, amen. Sunday school, wild man. I remember the first time I said, man, this ain't even preaching, brother Tony. It's like a wildfire going on in here, amen. Stir it up, amen. I like it stirred up, brother Jamie. I, I like it when God comes in and, and gets the pot out and gets it stirring. And once again, just notice Peter said he would stir them up by way of remembrance. And I said this evening, and uh, I, I just want to be a spoon. 
I just, Brother Randy said he won't be a doorkeeper. I'd just be a spoon by the door, amen. Be one that shines. Be one that, that uh, serves the meal, you might say. Be one that, uh, as we said, stirs and shines and serves and then sustains, amen. Well, I believe tonight if we get into the message, we can look in Second Peter tonight in verse number 1 and verse number 9. It says, but he that lacketh these things is blind. The Bible says that he cannot see afar off and had forgotten that he was purged. From... You ever forget that God saved you? Amen. Go ahead. Help me tonight. Amen. I believe we can all say we forgot. Boy, I've been riding down the road, Brother Randy. Somebody pull out in front of you. A fella come by the house the other day acting a fool. I about forgot I was saved. Amen. Amen. We can forget we're saved. Amen. I mean, you can forget in just a split second. Amen. And boy, the Bible says there that Peter said this, but don't. He said, uh, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Hey, you know what I need? I need one of them shocker things that'll shock me every time I forget I'm saved. Amen. He, he said there, he said that, that he was purged from, listen, remember the body. Remember what we do when we take of the Lord's Supper and we, we think about the body and the blood that was shed for us and Listen, we remember the burial and how he arose. Listen, you ought to remember that all the time. It ought to be, Brother Dale, on our minds, uh, front and foremost, amen. I mean, we ought to remember some things, amen. I mean, we ought to just take it to mind and then remember uh, about that completion of salvation. You know, it's a finished spoon, amen. Praise God, I'm finished. I mean, that spoon's been finished, amen. God, he's still doing the work. He's polishing He's making us shine, amen. <laughs> he, he's doing a work in our life. And boy, I tell you, I, I'm glad that God did the finished work, amen. Then I think about this tonight, talking about that plan of salvation, the coming of the Holy Ghost. You ever think about that? Does, it, does he still come by your way, Brother Scott? I mean, the Holy Ghost of God. You can be in the car. You can be down the road at the schoolhouse. You can be down at the bookstore. You can be down at uh, uh, your workplace. You can be wherever you want, and the Holy Ghost come by. Adam, where art thou? I love it when the Holy Ghost of God keeps pricking my heart, remembering and reminding me that I'm His, amen. But boy, then think about the conviction of that spirit as we made mention. He comes by our way. He knocks on our door. But then think about the conversion you experience. Well, I tell you tonight, if any man be in Christ, the Bible said he's a new creature. Amen. There was a conversion that went on. I can't explain it, but I sure do like the outcome of it. Amen, Brother Jerry. I don't know what happened, how it happened. I can't explain it all. And I've been saved a good while, but I'm telling you, I sure do like what, he, what happened when he come by my way. Every now and then, do you just get to thinking about what God did in your life? I mean, when, when you were down on that altar or you was in that pew or uh, the preacher took you in the back room, uh, Brother Linder got talking about that. I, I remember the preacher come up to me and uh, I come up front and he said, what do you need, son? I said, well, I need whatever you're talking about. I ain't got it, amen. He said, you sit right there, boy. I was about 31 years old. I said, what's this old man going to do to me? Took me in the back, broke the word of God out, and got me on that old pleather couch, boy, and led me to Jesus. Ain't never been the same. I mean, it was a conversion, amen. 
Well, I, I, can I tell you this? It wasn't long ago. They tore that church down, Brother Scott. That church ain't even there no more. It was a liberal church anyhow. They should have tore it down. And, uh, but that spot where I got saved, I still rode by that. I said, that's about where I got saved, right behind that Burger King where that old, uh, they got all them storage buildings. And I tried to ride through that parking lot, and I was looking about where that spot might be. I said, it don't matter. I'm going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Couldn't find that exact spot. Don't know the exact day. But I know what happened. Amen. And I'm glad that I can remember that conviction and that conversion you experienced. And then, boy, thank God for that cry, amen, that had no pain and just peace, amen. I remember crying after I got saved. I said, well, I look back now, so I don't know what I was crying for. Boy, I was in such peace, amen. It was something that come over me, Brother Jamie. I'm telling you, when God saves a man, woman, boy, or girl out of sin and wickedness, Boy, I tell you, I don't know. You get to thinking about it down the road. and I just thought to myself, I remember sitting in that old pew right there and getting to thinking, I was just crying. Man, just peace in my soul. Man, didn't have a care. It felt like the world had been lifted off of me. Brother, I feel like I was floating, amen. Preacher, I mean just the glory of God, boy. I'm telling you, thank God for the cry, amen. Well, I'm talking about remembering that plan of salvation. Remember this also. Notice what it said, this. Well, you know, I, I was going to say this. I don't want to be too dignified. But I just want to praise the Lord. Amen. I mean, I, I don't ever get to the point to where I'm so saved, Brother Randy, that I just can't praise the Lord. I thought about that today. That old boy's over at my house, and he tells me he's saved. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him. Preacher chain for 30-something years, and boy, I've tried to witness to him and try to tell him about Jesus, and he'll tell me he's saved. I hope he is. I really do. But boy, I, I don't want to ever get to the point to where I can't shed a tear while I'm telling somebody about what God done. And uh, this is what he said to me, Randy. He said, I'm going to try not to cry. I said, you just let her go. You just let her go. You cry if you want to. Something as good as God coming around you, you can cry if you want to, amen. Well, I got to thinking about this, 2 Peter in chapter 2 and verse 1, he says this, but there were false prophets also. You know why we ought to remember? I mean, there's a lot of false teaching going on this day. Preacher, you know what I want to, I want to preach on that grace of God, Brother Tony. I want to preach out of Galatians chapter number 1, uh, Brother Dale, I was telling you about it. I want to preach on the perverts in the ministry. The perverts. You know, y'all already thinking I'm crazy. You know what a pervert is? That means something that's twisted. They twist the word of God. Can I, can I tell you tonight, 2 Peter says this in 2 and 1, but there were false prophets among the people even as they shall be false prophets among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresy, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Can I say this tonight? We all remember because they, they deny the Lord and His Word. Amen. Listen, you ain't going to go to many churches. And, and I thank God there, there's a whole lot of churches out there like us. But you're not going to go to many churches where you're going to hear the truth. Amen. Just this past week, we was at a funeral, and I was telling Sunday school, I'm telling you, they talk about Jesus, but they like to drink their liquor. They like to listen. I'm telling you, 
they teach that heresy and they deny the Lord in His Word. Amen. And I say we ought to remember because of that. We ought to remember because they deceived the multitude. Thanks be to God I didn't fall. Listen, I didn't fall under a family of false God. Amen. I fell right in the independent fundamental Bible-believing churches. Woo! I'm glad I'm saved tonight, Brother Tony. I'm glad that I know him. I'm glad that there's some fellas around and women around and, and people that love God. I'm glad that I got in some good churches. Amen. Well, I tell you, you ain't going to find a better church than First Baptist Church Conesty. Except for Landrum Independent. And I like his church pretty good, brother. I'm telling you what, I've been in some good churches, amen. Well, I mean, in some churches that love the Lord and listen, but there's those that deceive the multitude. And I thank God that we're not in a church where people are being deceived. Listen, we, we got nothing but the unadulterated truth right here tonight. I mean, we got the Bible, amen. And then not only do they deceive the multitude, they damn the gullible souls to hell. You think that's like a double-edged sword. Not only are they sending people to hell, Brother Shane, but they're going to hell probably too, amen. And shame on them if they're going to heaven and they're sending people to hell, amen. That's a double-edged and boy, I tell you, we ought to remember just because of that, Brother Tony. We ought to preach like wild men, Brother Jerry. We ought to preach like it's the last time we'll ever get to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. And if you're here tonight and you're lost and undone, I'm telling you, you can go find you a church where they'll teach you and let you do anything you want. But thanks be unto God that we're in a place where you can hear the truth tonight. You can bow on an old-fashioned altar. You can get saved. You can get born again. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You'll be a new person. Amen. Well, I'm telling you, listen, not only will they send themselves, as I said, to hell, but they're probably going to go to hell. And boy, I, I thought about this the other day. I had the opportunity to witness to a devout Christian. Sometimes God just sends people by our way to, just to see if we're going to witness to them, don't they? Well, I, I thank God that, that we can tell them the truth, amen. I'm glad tonight. I don't know if this is stirring you up or not, but it's stirring my soul, Brother Scott, that I got the truth, amen. Think about that tonight. You got the greatest thing that anybody could ever have is the truth, the Word of God. And you get to go to heaven, amen. You think about that tonight. That ought to stir your pot a little bit, amen. That ought to make your dumplings a little bit uh, better on the bottom of the pot and not stick, amen. Boy, I tell you, we ought to remember, amen. But then not only that, remember the people. Notice what it said that laughed, the scoffers. Notice what it said in Peter 3 and verse 1. This second epistle, he said, Beloved, I now write unto you, and both which I stir up, he's stirring again, amen. The Bible said he's stirring up your pure mind. Listen, when you get saved, you know what you get? You get a pure mind. Brother, brother Jared, you, you, get, you get to thinking right, amen. That's why, you think about this tonight, the things, Brother Scott, Brother Randy, that we used to like, we don't like them no more, do we? They don't fit in our vocabulary. They don't fit in our lifestyle. They don't fit with our family, amen. Well, there's places I'm not taking my grandbabies. You're not coming to my house and acting like that. Boy, I'm telling you, and, and we've been changed, the Bible said. And, and Peter says here that I now write unto you both, which I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance, 
that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets and of the commandments of us as the apostle of the Lord's Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers. Whoo, boy, I'm telling you, the Bible says there in that saint walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continued as they were from the beginning of creation. Can I say this tonight? They're going to come. They're going to laugh at us, Brother Randy. I thought about this last night. Me and Jay was knocking on some doors, and, and uh, Jay was saying something, and I said, well, this person here might run us off. They might laugh at us. And there's an old man we've been praying for, Brother Dale, and, and uh, I said, I'm going to knock on his door one more time, tell him about Jesus. Tell him, tell him that we want to see him come down to the house of God. See him uh, come down and get saved by the grace of God. And we're praying that that'll happen. And I, I watched him kind of giggle and laugh. Brother Jerry, can I tell you tonight, they're going to laugh. They're going to laugh at you on the job. They're going to laugh at you when you're down at the, uh, when you bow your head in the restaurant, they're going to laugh at you. I imagine, Brother Scott, how many people laugh at me and my wife. My grand you know what? I like my little granddaughter. She'll get to singing when she prays. And I don't know the, the, the song she, she sings, but uh, what is it? God our Father. God, he, she just, I mean, and she starts blurting it out. Thanking them for that food she's fixing to eat. And I'm thinking to myself, I just sang right along with her. God our Father. <laughs> just sing right along. Let them laugh. Amen. Let them laugh. Let me say this. You know why we ought to remember? Because they're going to laugh. Amen. And while they laugh, let's just keep on living for Jesus. Amen. Let them laugh. Let them laugh, Bethany. Let's let them go on because we're going to keep on living. Listen, let them laugh. Let's just keep leading people to Jesus. Hey, you know, while they're laughing, we ought to be knocking on doors. While they're laughing, we ought to be telling somebody about Jesus. While they're laughing, we ought to just do our very best in prayer to try to win that one to Christ. Amen. Yes, How many of you got lost loved ones? I got lost loved ones. Man, I tell you, they got a form of godliness, but they deny the power of They They deny God. They laugh. They scoff. They, they make fun of a Bible-believing Christians. Let them laugh. Amen. I taught Sunday school uh, Sunday, and Brother Tony said, uh, he, after service, he, 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 he was wanting to tell me, you know when you get Sunday school and you can't get it all out, Brother Shane, and you're trying to get it all out? And he said, you know, in that verse, you know God gets the last laugh. I said, bro, I got it wrote down right here. I didn't get that to it. You see, God's going to get the last laugh. God's going to get the last Let them laugh, amen. Listen, we ought, to, we ought to remember because these people that laugh, they're, like, they're scoffers. They're mockers, the Bible says. And while they laugh, you know, we all just keep on looking for the Lord to come. Amen. You see, they can laugh while we're leaving. Amen. amen. We're leaving out of this place. We're going to keep looking for Jesus to come. Amen. Let them laugh. Amen. I, 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 you say, preacher, you like, you like folks to laugh at you? No, I don't like it. Man, I never have liked it, Brother Tony. I... I mean, when I was a kid, I was ready to fight. You laugh, we're going to fight. And I didn't like it. But now I just say, let them laugh. Let me, let, let me tell you what, you're going you're gonna to be crying one day. 
Bible says every knee is going to bow. Uh, what's that old Havilene commercial? Pay me now or pay me later. Amen. Brother Randy, you remember that, Scott? You old folks? Y'all remember that stuff? I'm telling you, you're either going to pay him now or you're going to pay him later. Some of you kids say, what in the world is he talking about? I'm telling you, if you don't, if you don't bow on this side, you're going to bow on the other side. Amen. And I believe to, tonight that we need to remember. We need to stir some things up. Amen. Well, I tell you, you get to thinking about this stirring of God and, and uh, what God wants us to be stirred up about. Can I say this tonight? Remember his promises of his second coming. Notice what it said in chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. And I, I'm trying to finish tonight. As some men count slackness. But the, you know, the Lord, I don't understand God sometimes. I, I never understood, Brother Shane. When he said uh, about Lot, I, I, I've rehearsed that to you before. I, the Bible says he vexed his righteous soul. I never understood that. I, I, there's some things I just don't understand about this book. But I'm telling you, God's trying to help us and he's trying to, to, to do some things in our life. But I'm telling you, the Bible says he's not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but he's long-suffered. You know what I say tonight? Lord Jesus, come. But he says, no, I, I got one more I want to say. He says, I got one more I want to say. Can I say this tonight? We ought to remember because he's not slack in his coming. We ought to remember that there's other folks. Listen, I got grandbabies that ain't saved. And I, I don't know that they know enough that, that they can be saved, but I want to make sure they get saved. Amen, Brother Randy. And I, and I like this verse for that. We ought to remember it because of that. But he's not long-suffering toward us, that not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Bible says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt in the fervent heat and the earth. Boy, I'm telling you, it's talking about all these things that I want you to remember tonight. I want you to remember tonight I mean, you think about the resurrection. You remember that? You think about the rapture of the church? You remember uh, the reunion? You think about, boy, you ever thought about this tonight, Brother Scott? I, I just get to thinking about stuff. You get to read and study in your Bible. And Miss Connie, I get to thinking about, where would I want my family when Jesus comes back? You ever get to thinking about that? Man, I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just weird. Maybe you're just weird that think like I think. But I believe we're just saved by the grace of God. And we want to be in the place we ought to be when Jesus comes back. And I thought about that. I'd like to be right there. I got a daddy that's in the grave. I got a sister that's in the grave. I mean, we got a brother that's in the grave. I can't believe be in all them places, but I thought to myself, well, ain't that going to be good if I could just have all my living family, all them little grandbabies, and we hear that, that horn. And Jesus comes back. Man, you ever get to thinking where are you going to be? What are you going to be around? I, I, I'm just, I'd like to be in the right place. I believe wherever you're at, if you say it's going to be the right place. But boy, I sure, I, every time I get in the graveyard or I pass one, I think to myself, Lord, if you call them home, I might get a glimpse. Amen. I might get a glimpse of that reunion of us uh, heading up out of here and then the, that crowd uh, meeting in there. You know, they got to go first, of course. 
because they, they're six feet farther than us, but we're going to have a reunion, amen. And God wants us to remember the rapture, the reunion, the rewards and the reckoning at the, at the judgment seat of Christ. I'm almost scared of it, preacher Shane. But then the revelation, the, uh, the appearance of Christ at the close of the tribulation. God wants us to remember all this. The recreation. Think about the new heaven and the new earth. I mean, you, God's big. He got a lot he wants us to remember. And ain't no telling what we're going to get when we get to heaven to remember. Man, there's more. Amen. He, we got so much right here that we can't get it all, brother. I mean, we can't get it all in there. But boy, I want to get as much as I can, amen. And boy, I tell you, we, we are as uh, uh, talking about that new heaven and that new earth and wherein dwelleth righteousness, the Bible says. You know, it talks about, uh, you know, I, I got to thinking about Brother Linder and what he preached, you know. We get in such a mess sometimes. And we get in that boat. We get in that, that mundane Christian life. But I, I don't want to be in that boat, amen. I, I want to be in that pot stirring, amen. I, I want to be around those that need a little bit lifting up, amen. I, I appreciate you people that, that uh, serve the Lord and, and want to shine, amen, want to stir, stir the pot, you might say. I appreciate you when you say amen. But I was just reading and, and, and studying this today. Preacher Shane, I got to thinking about this and... And uh, I'm done preaching. You can stand tonight, Miss Victoria. You can come up this way. But I was just reading and studying about spoons today. Y'all ever get to studying about stupid stuff when you want to preach? And I was reading, Brother Scott, and I was studying about spoons. And I read where there's a spoon that sold for three, $32,000.05. $32,500. 32500 You can tell I didn't go to school much, did you? But this spoon costs that much. What I'm getting at tonight, you know that spoon, I wouldn't, I don't think it's worth a plug nickel other than the silver it's made out of. But when you take that spoon and you begin to use it, it becomes worthy and usable. And I'm telling you tonight, I believe God wants to make spoons out of us. He wants us to stir the pot. He wants to use us. And He wants to, us to be a part of His life. And He wants us to be a part of each other's lives. Amen. Peter said, I'm going to die one day. And he said, while I'm in this tabernacle, I'm going to try to stir you. That's what we ought to be trying to do, Brother Dad. We ought to be trying to stir each other. I mean, light the fire a little bit, make us a little brighter for each other. When we leave here, we'll be what we ought to be. Miss Victoria, you play tonight. I, I believe in my eyes that that spoon that costs $32,000 is worthless. It has no value, but I wonder tonight the value that you have. I believe that you've got much value if you let God stir you a little bit. If you let God use you a little bit. I'm just going to ask you tonight, every head bow, every eye closed tonight. You're here tonight and you say, Brother Tony, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not saved by the grace of God. I've never, I've never tried to encourage anybody 
to do for God? Well, I can tell you tonight, if you'll call upon the name of Jesus, you'll be a great spoon for Him one day. You can be used of Him. If you come and call upon Him,